You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tech for Tech Tech Talk, where we help your business grow. Episode seen, what to stock. Please comment in the comments section and let us know where you're viewing from and what company you are working for. And uh, obviously, let us know if you can hear us, because obviously, if we don't know, then, well, we just don't know. So let me just make sure that's all turned on. Yes, it is. Right. So if you have any thoughts or questions on this topic, please feel free to comment in the comment section. If you're watching from the Facebook group, please click the link I'm about to put in chat. That will allow you to basically have your name shown on the comment section and you won't be just called Facebook user. Again, if you are currently watching, please comment in the chat to let us know that you're there and that we're just not live to ourselves. And let's have a look. Well, looks like we've got Call Me for following us. Yeah, here we go in the Facebook user as well. So we've got one or two people uh, coming in. So we are joined today uh, by Jenny, Ian, Peter and Tim. So first of all, I would like to introduce, well, would you like to introduce yourself? Let's go for Tim. Let us know who you are, what you do, and if you've got any tips or advice for us today. Yes, uh, I'll say um, from North York. I live in North Yorkshire, but originally from London. Uh, the general, say, tips-wise, I would say Okay, Tim, Tim we're, we're losing you a bit at the moment, Tim. I'll come back to you in a few seconds. You, you're sounding pretty broken up and your picture's frozen as well. So I'll come back to you in a few minutes, okay? So... Right. Okay. So uh, let's move on to Ian. Ian, if you want to give us a bit of information about yourself, who you are, what you do, what you work for, and if you've got any tips and advice, feel free to let us know. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Ian uh, from IPC Solutions, based in Molden, Essex. Um, just a part-time repairer and supplier and seller of computers and laptops, etc. Tips, I would say, from a customer's perspective is please back up all your data. Um, especially when you send it into a repair shop um, because some, they could sometimes uh, lose your data um, without you paying them maybe to back it up. Although most of us do as a, as a precautionary measure anyway, I'm sure. Um, but it is usually a chargeable service and can be quite expensive, especially if we have to send it off to people like uh, Alison at EADR. Um, from my personal thing is with regards to older tech um and i know this kind of carries on over to next week's show which i'm quite looking forward to is uh keep those old broken laptops because you never know when people need parts especially all our uh, tech for tech uh, friends in the group um because we're always after the parts for older machines as people see the value in them much more these days Right, that's pretty good. Uh, right, let's go over to Peter. Peter, if you want to introduce yourself and see if you managed to get your microphone sorted as well as uh, the added extras in the background, I can see. <laughs> Hi, Phil. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, it sounds that's like you've got your microphone sorted. Good stuff. Uh, I'm Peter from ScanStation Computers. Uh, we're based between Bognor and Chichester in West Sussex. Um, we do, we've got a retail store and we do manage services for small and medium businesses as well. Um, my tech tip this week would be if you're debugging blue screen issues on Windows 10, you may or may not be aware. I mean, there's various tools, but Microsoft's own debugging tool is actually published in the Microsoft uh, Store. If you search for WinDBG Preview, if you download that tool and open it, it will actually pop up in the right hand corner and say, hey, I can see there's a memory dump on your system. Do you want to open it? And you can debug it straight from there. So previously, we've maybe used Blue Screen View from Nursoft. But um, WinDBG Preview is, is actually really good, and it's in the Windows 10 store, so you can just download that. 
that's pretty good advice, actually. I'll have to have a look yeah. into that one. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely better than looking up everything yourself, that's for sure. Uh, right, let's go back to Tim. So, Tim, if you want to try and introduce yourself again and let us know uh, who you are, what you do, and if you've got any tips. Yep, you should be able to hear me now, hopefully. Yeah, so my name's Tim. Uh, so I run TK and PM and IT Solutions. Um yeah, I'll say I do a lot of repair stuff, uh, deal with a lot of refurbs at the moment, particularly with the whole school thing. I don't, I think I've got sick and tired of rebuilding laptops for over at one point. I convey about 20 or 30 of them. Uh, but I've been doing a lot more stuff for businesses lately as well, rebuilding them, the computers, um, or going in and upgrading networking while the offices have been closed, um, waiting for next week. Uh, but yeah, I'd say tip-wise, I'd say is don't stay complacent. Don't assume the market's going to stay the same where you are, and just always try try and stay current, adapt to what you do, adapt if you need to do training for it. Don't be afraid to adapt with the times, really. Yeah, good good advice there. You just don't get complacent and think everything's going to be fine. Always look for the changes and so forth. It's always a good idea, that one. Right, let's move over to Jenny. Jenny, if you want to just tell everyone who you are, what you do, and if you've got any tips for us today. Well, my name is Jenny, and um, I'm the owner of Tech for Techs, and um, I also build and repair computers for Phil and help him out at his store. So it depends on what day of the week it is and what time of the day it is as to what I am to you. <laughs> um, yeah, um, my, t my story this week um, comes from LG. Uh, some people know them as makers of uh, smartphones and stuff like that. Well, after, I think it's July the 31st, yeah, July 31st, no longer will they be doing mobile phones. Uh, they're going to concentrate solely on supplying uh, electronic car parts. And uh, they'll be doing the touch screens for dashboards and things like that. Um, um, so it's, it's going to concentrate on that. And, and not mobile phones after the 31st of July. So um, it's, it's really kind of bad in that um, if you need parts for an LG phone, it might be a shortage of them. Um, so, so. Okay, that's pretty good advice there. Right. Okay. So, well, I suppose it's me. So, uh, I'm Phil Griffiths. I own Chips Computers and I also work as an influencer at Tech for Techs, hence why I'm hosting the show. Um, my tip of the day, let's have a think. Well, actually, my first tip of the day is actually our first sponsor. So, we've actually got a sponsor of the show today, and that is Fab's Auto Backup. Fabs Auto Backup, one of the most useful and affordable tech tools on the market. Gone are the days where you had to back up user email settings in Outlook, copy and paste document folders from one drive to another, and save all your bookmarks separately. Fabs Auto Backup does all that with ease. Just run the ultra-portable program on your PC, click Backup Now, choose where you want to back up the user profile, then tick the boxes of what you want to back up, and it will do it all for you with ease. And if you are a Tech for Text member, you get an extra 25% discount on Fab's Auto Backup 7 Pro. Well, there you go. So, as you can see, I like Fab's, and also they're the sponsor this week. Also, Intel has now released their new range of CPUs, the 11,000 series. And surprise, surprise, they're actually amazing performance. Well, compared to a 10-year-old CPU anyway. Um, but compared to a 10th gen, so the last generation, um, they're pretty underwhelming in all honesty. Good news, there does seem to be stock around, possibly because no one wants to buy them. Uh, and graphics card-wise, well, there's no stock still, so tough luck there. Um, so, right, let's go on to the chat first before we go on to the main topic. So let's have a look. So we've got quite a few comment commenting on, so let me start at the beginning. So hi, Cormy and Drew from Greentail. Robert from, well, Robert, same Robert. Okay, hi, Robert. Uh, we've also got Mark as well from Rayleigh Computer Shop. Uh, loud and clear is saying, that's good, at least you can hear us. We've got four, uh, Paul as well saying, uh, evening from Neo Computers. 
you've also got Giddy from Strayer, I think that's pronounced. Uh, and call me saying good tips there. I think that was mainly to the one regarding uh, the blue screens from Peter. Uh, we got Raheem as well. Good evening, guys. We got Ben from Computer Buddies. Let's have a look. Uh, let's have a look. Raheem again from Tech Central Repair and Data Rescue Center here. And we've also got Joseph saying good evening, loud and clear from uh, uh, Kenya, apparently. So it looks like we've got a good few people there. And someone saying Fabs is excellent. And uh, call me always commenting how uh, uh, Fabs is also. Uh, uh, brilliant as well so it let's really go on is. it is to be honest if you guys haven't used fabs i know they're the sponsor of the show and everything it's something that we use all the time we're actually talking about it on the pre-show um i think it was ian who was saying he's actually bought it but he just hasn't got around to using it yet um but it's a brilliant tool if you want to transfer user profiles data from one machine to another we use it to back up all the machines what come into our store for repair just in case anything goes wrong we've got a backup of you all the user files but also if someone's having a new machine or a new hard drive you can easily transfer the data from one to another don't get me wrong you won't transfer programs it's not like a cloning tool but it will actually copy lots of data and stuff like that so uh, i must admit it is a, a brilliant tool or it's a done done us well anyway uh let's go on to the main topic then so if you're any of you guys have got any thoughts or questions on this topic please feel free to comment if you're watching from the facebook group please make sure you've clicked the link i'm putting in chat right now that way your name will show up on the screen and you won't be just called facebook user right so the main topic is what to stock so with retail stores opening again on Monday after the latest and hopefully last lockdown, fingers crossed, uh, it's a good time to have a look at what we have and what we can add to our stores. That also goes for people who work from home as well, because obviously there's a lot of you guys who rem work remotely, uh, call out services or, for example, as an MSP and so forth. And I know you tend to keep a lot of stock in like security software and so forth. So let's go let's start at the top first so let's go to ian ian have you got any tips of what sort of things we need to keep in uh well if, if, if i work from home um and i do have a couple of storage containers now where i i keep a lot of my bigger stock um i tend to pallet flip quite a lot in, in my spare time um and a lot of that is uh, various te uh, technology projects so it might be av equipment lots of it is server um, equipment as well which is quite bulky um, but for the office it's always memory loads of ssds uh, m.2s uh, both sizes uh, 2242s 2280s and i don't have many 2268s i think they are but i do need some because a couple of laptops i'm actually refurbishing need that size um, and if you haven't got the caddies which is hard to get um especially it seems even on ebay the the stocks of caddies are, are, are dwindling so i do keep a, an awful lot of caddy stock that i've ordered from aliexpress it takes about a week to two weeks to get here so i keep a lot of those in stock um i sell i sell them as well as using a lot of them for for up, upgrades and refurbishing lots of laptops that i've got in um what else do i keep in stock um desktops mini desktops I always keep a gaming PC or two <laughs> when the graphics cards are available um, in stock as well. Um, and yeah, just just lots of everyday and chargers, laptop chargers. And if you can get them batteries, um, but that's what I tend to keep in stock. And a few bits of Microsoft Office 365, I keep those as well. And antivirus. Yeah, anti what antivirus are you using? Well, I've still got a few packets of Bullguard um, Internet Security, which I purchased from a couple of suppliers. Um, and I just discovered a little bonus in my uh, <laughs> reseller account thing that I never knew was there. Um, with some commissions that they've paid me for probably the last five years that I just didn't think I'd ever going to get. Um, but now they've been taken over by Norton. We'll see where the product goes because I do like Bullguard. I use it myself. Um, I've sold it for years. Um, a lot of my customers have it and have been happy with it. I hope they don't change it. I really don't because um, Norton was awful. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but I've only got a few of those left and then I'll be making that decision. Where do I go? 
And who do I stock? We'll have to wait and see where this Norton merger or buyout of Bullguard goes. Yeah, I agree. Coming weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, what's everyone's thought in ch- uh, thoughts in chat about Bullguard being bought out by um, Symantec or Norton or whatever you want to call them? Do you think that's a good thing? I have a feeling we're going to get a few words saying no to that. Or do you think it's a real bad thing? Um, um. <laughs> if, if you, wanna, if you want, want your comment, Jen, I'm going to say I know, I know Bullguard themselves are probably a bit tight-lipped about what's going on. Obviously, they've probably got NDAs, like non-disclosures they've signed and stuff, legal things and stuff. So pretty much the replies we're getting back are your sort of unautomated reply near enough, in, in a I, sense. In I will just say um, I like Bullguard, the product. And I like the people that I work with at Bullguard. I like Pete, the the guy that comes around to see you and everything. Pete Johnson is a really good guy. Um, Lucy, uh, all of them. Pete, um, um, where are they? Worley, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the other Pete. <laughs> yeah, all of them really nice people to work with at Bullguard. Um, I wouldn't hear, you know, a bad thing about them. And the product is good. It does what it says on the tin, and you don't have to worry with it. Now, um, my worry is that now that Symantec has bought it, it will be a Symantec-style product. And what that means to me is it's going to be a resource, resource hog and make the computers go to a crawl, which is the reason I sold Bullguard instead of Norton to begin with. So I don't want it to become a Norton product. Now, if Symantec keeps it as is, and it's just, you know, like uh, an absentee landlord type of thing, that's fine. But the day that it starts showing signs of being Symantec or Norton kind of thing, I'm going to have to look for something else. Yeah, I'm not going to say Mark just says it would be a shame if it loses its identity. Bullguard yeah. as we yeah. activate, activate around 50 on a bad month and 100 on a good month. So I'm guessing his revenue share must be pretty good if he's doing that. So uh, it would take something, uh, obviously, to get you to move. But I think like us, if we suddenly get Norton branding on it after we tell all our customers, don't buy Norton, it's going to be sort of a... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of them things of, uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're going to be like kicking ourselves in the teeth sort of things. Like, you know, I don't want to buy Norton and then you've just gone and bought Norton from us. So it's, uh, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, and I've got faith in the guys who run it, but you just don't know what pressures they're under and what they've been told to do and what not to do. So fingers crossed, everything will be fine, but it's more of a watch this space, I think, at the moment. Right, Jen, um, let's go on to stock. Um, what sort of stock do you think you should be stocking up for for when we reopen? Well, I'm going to do what um, sells them the best, and that is uh, the essentials. Things like ink always sell um, in the consumables area. Uh, packs of paper always sell. And I'm going to keep just a few wireless mice, maybe two of each style, you know, in um, a, a couple of packs of uh, wireless keyboard and mouse combos, batteries, um, USB mice and keyboards, a couple of those each. I'm not going to go all out like I once did and have like 12 of each type of, of peripheral in the house. I'm just going to keep it more of a repair shop side and a few bits and bobs for sale this go. Uh, instead of uh, a retail kind of thing, because with the lockdowns like we've suffered through in the, the recent past, I don't want to be stuck with a lot of stock sitting on the shelves if we have to go back into a lockdown. So I'm just going to call it down on the retail side. I will have retail products there, uh, such as a reefer of laptops and things of that nature that I know will sell um, but I, I'm not going to have a, a whole wide array like I once had. 
Okay, that's pretty good. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to say it's one of those things we just don't know what's going to happen next week when we reopen. We could be busy, we could be quiet. It could be one of those things people are wanting to use us because it's on in the press and everything. Use local and stuff. And we've had a, quite a few calls from people saying, "Oh, I've calling you first because you're local and stuff." But the thing is, a lot of our customers who have bought from us in the past are people who wouldn't buy stuff online. Now, for the last year, they've been forced to buy stuff online, and the sort of is it one of those things they're going to carry on or not? So we don't want to go too mental and buy loads of stock and find out no one wants to buy it. And then suddenly there's another lockdown in two months' time and we're stuck with a load of stuff which is not going to sell for another six months and so on. So, and, yeah, I must, must agree there. Sorry, Jim. To, to answer, Paul, um, that's Compatible Ink. Um, I find that the Compatible Ink from Target for Epson printers uh, by Ink Labs is just as good uh, as the genuine ink, and everybody seems pretty happy with it. And um, we sell a ream of Xerox paper for about four pounds. Yeah, I think the cost is about two sixty myself at four. Don't make a huge profit, do we? Really on paper, no, but no. we make a good it's margin just a on convenience. Ink. It's a convenience that we offer in the store. Yeah. We uh, do, it's uh, Paul, it's the compatible ink we sell. Currently, we're using the ones what Target sell mostly, uh, Ink Labs, is it? Because yes. we don't have any issues with them. So there's, sometimes there can be a bit hit and miss on stock, um, which I think I've mentioned to Target a few times. But but when, when, when we do buy stuff from them, like um, the inks, it's usually pretty good. We don't have an issue. And... Their ink's probably not as cheap as in some places, but again, as I said, we never have an issue with it. We've bought inks from other places in the past, usually these unbranded or feather boxes or whatever they call them, rainbow boxes, and who knows what, and we get a good number of returns. But since we've done the ink labs, our return levels have been probably pretty much less than 1%, if not zero. Um, I can't remember the last time someone brought ink in what had issues. But then again, it might be different for other people. Can I so, just ask, can, sorry, can I just ask, uh, Jen, what, mm -hmm. what is the quality like on photos with that compatibility? Because I find that the photo quality is rubbish on some of the inks that I've used in the past. I, I have seen um, the posters that we printed out for uh, when COVID-19 came through and we had to do like hand sanitizer posters and things like that and the colors were very brilliant i haven't done really um a lot of photos per se you know like of normal everyday human beings but my customers use it and they do crafting of cards and stuff like that that are personalized with pictures on them and I haven't had one complaint. There was one lady that did have something go wrong, but it was down to her printer. Mm. Um, so I had clean rectified that. It wasn't down to her ink. It was just down to needing a head clean in general. So if you keep your your um, printer maintained and everything uh, like you should, you shouldn't really have any problems with that ink. It, it's yeah. consumable. It, you know, so it's not going to be without flaw, but mm -hmm. it's a good product. Yeah, I've been, been to a few customers' houses because obviously I do the call-outs uh, and obviously sell them the ink and stuff, and a lot of them swear by it. They say the colours are better than the original. I can't say if it is or not. Um, but one thing I will say about comp any compatible ink I've seen is if you've got it in sunlight or anything like that, it does fade or the colours start looking a bit washed out after a while. So if you're going to use it as like a like in a frame or something on a mantelpiece, maybe not always the best option, but if you're using it for general printing or putting it in a photo album, they seem to be fine. Hmm. I might try some of those for my one then, if they do in fact, yeah. be office jets. <clears throat> that's, that's good. Let's go on to Peter. So, Peter, you've got a retail store. What will you be stocking or what do you find is a, a popular thing? Um, so what we know is when we've been doing click and collect in lockdown, um, all people have been buying is what they actually need at that particular point. You're not getting any of the, the impulse purchases. Um, people aren't get, getting stuff they don't need. It's literally stuff they need. And as we come out of lockdown, I don't think we're going to go into another lockdown. I, I must admit, I hope, you know, I hope we won't. Um, so we're going to make sure we've got laptops, uh, cables, ink cartridges, 
paper, all that stuff. I think we sell a Rima paper for four pound fifty for the Xerox paper. Um, the post office down the road sells a Rima paper for seven quid. So you know, like we're quite right. cheap in comparison for a retail store. Maybe not as cheap as a supermarket, but it's good quality paper. Um, people like yeah. like to come and see us. And I, I think people are going to want to come out once once we're out of lockdown. We've already noticed in the last couple of weeks, people are very keen to, to get out and about again. They they almost think we're open again now, even though it is really from Monday. Um, but I, I think people that have been putting up with bad laptops and computers, um, once mm-hmm. they know they can get out and get in a shop and look at them, because some people do actually want to go in the shop and see and feel the computers and laptops rather than just buy them on spec over the phone. I mean, a few people, we've been out to see them and install them, but it's not the same as going in and seeing them all on display and being able to compare them, feel them, check the weight. Um, so we're going to make sure – I know stock's not great at the moment. Normally, we'd have 10 or, 10 or 12 different models of laptop, probably only got five or six at the moment, and, and pricing's not fantastic, but should still be there and thereabouts. And, and people want the setup services as well, so people really do value that. They don't all shop on price. Um, and we're just going to make sure – and with the inks, we do the Ink Lab compatibles and originals. Um, we give people the choice. Some people will only want the originals. Some people will get, you know, see the value in the compatibles. And uh, if you put them side by side, there is a slightly noticeable difference. So uh, I know we have a customer that prints uh, money, like novelty money. So the like Only Fools and Horses or Harry Potter banknotes. And <laughs> he's done them on the originals and compatibles. And we've actually got one of each in the store. And they're, they're close. They're very close. The original is... It's probably slightly brighter, but he, the way he looks at it is the price difference. The saving is so much on the compatibles, they normally just go with those unless he's got someone particularly fussy. So we, we try and give people the choice of either. Obviously, compatibles, the margin's much, much better than the originals. Very slim margin on the original. But on the Ink Lab ones, you know, a multi-pack, you could be buying them for £2 and selling for £15 plus fat, something like that. Yeah. So it's very, very healthy margins to be made on those. Um, it's definitely mm-hmm. worth looking at. Yeah, we, we we do good good on the inks, and we do um like uh, buy free sets for a certain price and so forth. Yeah. And it, it is good markups. If uh, this one thing I would recommend is you're looking to uh, compatible inks. Uh, and one of the ways we um, we only sell Epson um, compatible inks. We don't do any of the others. And the main reason why we only do that is because we only sell Epson printers. So we tend to find our customers who we sell Epson printers to, then come back and buy Epson inks. So we haven't got the biggest store in the world. It's quite small. It looks a bit like a TARDIS from the outside, uh, but we've only got limited room, to be honest. So we can't we can't hold everything in there. But uh, so we try and be a bit picky on what we've got. But we've got I don't know how many was it about twelve different models of um, Epson compatible links. I think it is, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um, so um, they're, they're quite popular, and people are still buying inks from printers from ten plus years ago. So uh, yeah, I agree with Peter there. Uh, again, I've not seen the side by side other than when we've seen them them at really at Target's open day and stuff like that. Which obviously they're going to be a little bit biased with their uh, with their printouts, but uh, but I must admit the quality does look pretty good from what i've seen so definitely for the price difference so it's pr- um, pr- probably 95 percent of the quality sort of thing for like 95 percent of the price <laughs> if you know what i mean so at the target open day i saw the ink labs copied next to the genuine and if i had been a consumer not looking for the difference i probably wouldn't have known <laughs> really so <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> I think we've got a few laughs coming in from the um, from chat. So, Facebook user, I'm not sure who that is. Um, click that link I put in in the um, the group if you're in the Facebook group, and it'll pop up with your name. But he's saying that the most essential shop to, tonight is the barber shop. I must admit, my hair really. There's only so much hair stuff I can put on it to keep oh, it I down. Know. At the <laughs> I've booked in. I've got my hair appointment. Uh, I think it's the twenty eighth. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be going as soon as as soon as I'm passing the store. I'll be going in basically. So, uh, uh, Ben, uh, link for Ink Lab. Ink Labs is uh, it's an exclusive to Target. I don't Target. Even... Yeah, Target components. So that's 
targetcomponents.co.uk, I believe. Um, they have they have them there, and they have pretty much most models there. So, and that's uh, that's for you, Ben. Uh, hi, Alison. Hi, Kunel, as well. Um, Ben's also saying he can't afford another lockdown. Is uh, <laughs> now fair. wider than his bridge. <laughs> Uh, apparently so uh, i think most of us have gone through that one uh it's uh, been stuck at home all day is not the best thing so i'll blame i'll blame lockdown for my issues but uh, but there we go right let's move on to tim tim you've not got a store yet but you're going to be opening in one soon if i'm right what's your view on what you should stock or not um well i'm pretty much going to be st- looking i've already got orders in place um for mainly like call it the key components that i'm always selling or the key reason people come in would say i've got an old laptop it can fit a two and a half inch drive so usual solution dump an ssd in it that kind of thing um but along with that so key things like two and a half inch drives the drop the caddy trays that go with them so as well because i do a lot of i've got a lot of customers around me that are the younger kids that have got the gaming computers that are about they've had them for a few years they're nice cheapies but they just haven't got an ssd in them that kind of thing um a few i'm looking at two terabyte drives as well for, like say a lot of gaming rigs for upgrade components uh, again the usual key things the cable and the cables the sas cables and all the stuff that goes with with it um but yeah, see, the only other thing I'm really I'm going to be looking at stocking in turn because I do will have limited space um, with the space that I'll have. Actually, they call it a display space as such. Um, and the storm I'll have is really going to be stuff like the actual keyboards, that kind of thing. So I'll probably go for a couple of the, you know, the the glow in the dark ones. Again, you've got the young the gaming market that like seem to jump at them, that kind of thing um but yeah so you know really i'm look, looking at focusing on the key things that sell in the area that i i base out of at the moment so okay that's pretty good um just to let you know ben uh not uh, yeah ben so let me just put you a link in chat so you can see that web address for target components there you go. So that's Target Components, what sell the inks. Um, if anyone from Target's watching, uh, feel free to send me some commission over. I won't complain. Hint, hint. Uh. I would like to shout out to Mrs. C from East Anglian Data Recovery. How are you doing tonight, Mrs. C? Yeah, I'm guessing she's doing well. Obviously, we're not going to be able to hear her. But, uh, <laughs> right, so let's go on to mine. Um, some of the most popular things, or should I say things what people need and most profit- profitable for us is cables. Um, mm. There's a saying out there, I don't know how true it is, but I won't be surprised that PC World pays for the rent of its stores from just selling cables because of the mark upon them. Um mm. Obviously, I don't know how much they sell USB cables for anymore, but it wasn't that long ago they were selling printers for really cheap, and then you'd have to spend nearly 20 quid on a cable uh, to actually get it to work. And there was even speculation to open the boxes up and take the cables out so people would have to buy them separately. Uh, If that's true or not, I don't know, and uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything else about that just in case someone's watching. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) basically... uh, um, Make a lot of profit on cables. Um, if you've got a retail store, I'd say go for a set brand of cables with retail packaging. Nothing worse than having loads of cables stuck on the wall in little plastic bags, what look like the uh, something out of a pound shop or something like that, or even worse than a pound shop. Um, get something Sandwich like snacks. yeah, <laughs> I've seen them. Um, you you can do your own and blister black them and stuff like that, but it's just more work, which you probably don't have time for. Um, there are different places out there. There's uh, Goliath Computers, I think it is. They sell um, uh, some cables. We've reviewed them in past. I know Target mm-hmm. Components, again, they sell their own cables. I think the VCOM, if I remember right. Uh, and they're all blister-packed. And to the most degree, a uniform design. There are a few differences on a few of them, but in most cases, a uniform design. But, uh, again, it's something to think about. And, again, it's one of those things you can buy HDMI cable in for a couple of quid and sell it for a tenner or whatever. It's mm. always a good markup. 
don't get me wrong, people always get them cheaper online, but then again, you're providing a service, an essential thing where people obviously need to come in the need it then and now. Yeah, so, I think like, that's what I get. That's where, for example, is what I get a lot of. I happened over mm -hmm. the weekend, for example, Easter weekend, and I got a phone say, did I have a hard drive because someone's computer died? Just prime example, and just happened to have some in. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So it's so essential ones like that. Is obviously your your phone cables, like charging, HDMI, VGA, LAN cables, kettle leads, figure of eights, Mickey Mouse's, and all, all all your different things. USB. They're all your essential ones, and obviously it's up to you if you get converters and adapters on. That's obviously an extra. Uh, but I, that's one thing. Um, the next thing for me is not necessarily a product in the store but it's a tool to sell products in the store and let me just set up my screen share and make sure it actually is working so but basically this is from uh here we go let's have a look share here we go. This is from Target Components. Again, we've mentioned them a few times today, and it's their custom PC builder. This changed our business selling computers. Yep. It completely changed it. It made us from selling, I don't know, I think our sales probably went up by probably eight times once we started using this tool. Uh, but basically, it's a system where you can design a case. Okay, it only uses stock that Target have, so that's one downfall. You can't add your own stock, but you can set your own prices. But people can go in and basically design their own machine in your store or so forth, or you can basically talk them through it and so forth. So you can start at the case and choose the case style you want in and so forth. Let me just refresh the page because I've had it on too long. It's not showing the prices. Um, so you choose what you want. So let's, I don't want a CIT case. Uh, not a fan of Intel. <laughs> um, let's go for the Game Max. Um, not my first choice. But uh, so Game um, game Max, and then you'll click on Motherboard, and it'll tell you what motherboards fit in that case. So you can choose that motherboard. I'm just picking random ones here. Um, and then once you pick the motherboard, that's a bit of lag there. Uh, once you pick the motherboard, it then tells you what CPUs will fit that motherboard. Obviously, there's not much of a choice at the moment, but uh, we'll pick the Ryzen 5. And then you can then again do the memory. It'll tell you what memory fits and so forth. So you can say, oh, yeah, I want, let's go for 4 gig of RAM. I don't know why you would go for a 4 gig of RAM, but, but you can then select how many you want. So two and go through. You can do then graphics cards. Not much choice at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, optical drives, if it allows you, if it doesn't have the option for an optical drive or that part doesn't fit, it'll say on the exclamation mark and it won't let you choose it. Not enough external bays and so forth. You can choose your power supplies and all your different things and then add-ons like your Windows licenses, monitors, keyboards, mice and stuff. But not only can you sell computers through it, Obviously, if you want, you can. You can build, do a full build and then get Target to ship you the parts. You can build it yourself or you can get them to build it. But not only yeah. that, if someone comes in the store, because you've already got the markup set up and you haven't got these parts, uh, and someone says, oh, I want a CPU. Let me, let me just clear the whole list rather than one at a time. Um, I want a CPU. You can just click on the list that says CPU and say, right, these are the ones we can get in. They're the prices. We can order it in, and that's what the price is. So it works as a tool to actually sell stuff as well. So it's an it's ideal thing, target components, if you've got – uh, all you need is an account with Target Components to use this. If you're not sure how to use it, just contact them. They'll uh, let you know. But as you can see, it's pretty straightforward, and it's got quite a few. This is what the act it actually looks on your website, however you, set, uh, however you want it set up. But it's not linked into a payment terminal. That's the only downside. So people can't buy anything online. It's designed so they can design the machine in the store, or you can help them, and then you basically process the payment through your credit card or cash or check if you accept those still and so on so it gives you a rough idea it is a wonderful that. tool um and that i used to have to sometimes go away and research to see about compatibility on certain things and now i don't have to do that research as often okay there's sometimes when they'll throw me a curveball that something it is sold by target or whatever and I may have to look that up, but most of it I can configure right before their eyes and then just go right off to the side and go, right, yes, no, that will work, will not work, whatever. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. You can use it for upselling as well. So if someone's designed a yeah. machine on there and it says an i5 processor, you can say, well, for an extra whatever the price difference is, £100, whatever, you can go up to an i7 and then they'll go, mm, yeah, and then you've upsold it. And obviously you can set margins as you want. Uh, so it's a pretty good tool in that respect. Do you use that tool at all, Peter, or do you tend to do it your own way? We we spec them our own way, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the only real tools we use, we use um, for display purposes, if we've got systems, we use Intel IPOS quite a lot. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the one where you install it and it puts all the system specs on the screen. You can put a price mm. in. Um, the latest version that you can build a, a gaming variant as well. It has some gaming content. Um, that's like a display tool. That That's quite handy. But um, when we spec machines, we, we've got our own system for doing it. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that iPod is pretty good because obviously it uh, gives people something to look at and it shows off the machine at the same time because you can see all the specs and it shows you the gaming performance differences and stuff like that, doesn't it, as well? So, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty pretty good. Um, are you thinking about having any machines or anything like that on display, Tim, in your store? Yeah, or? yeah I was thinking about, have, about having examples of, yeah, so I was thinking, let's say one couple one basic call it an office home use one one mid low gaming call it entry-level gaming if you you might yeah and obviously graphics card allowing it but <laughs> and then one if they want to go with the whole hulk then all the fancy glowing light big case that kind of thing that you know just so go from that to that that if they want to say lower the processor or lose the light effect in it then just you know give them examples really but yeah, I've got something specced out. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of fun when I have got it set up. I'm going to be probably spending about a day building the stuff, building the computers and getting them working. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to be the temptation, being a PC game and have been for about 20 years, not wanting to uh, sit there playing the games all day. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point. So uh, you do have to make sure you get your work done sometimes. So, but, yeah, uh, that's... but as Peter <laughs> says, if you want them to display it and want people to see the prices and stuff, the Intel IPOS system it's a, it's a brilliant. Yeah. It's free, um, so you don't cost you anything, and you just install it on the machine to put the price in. It automatically picks up all the specs and stuff like that, and then it shows everyone on the screen. It saves you printing out loads of stickers and stuff and putting them everywhere. Um, so it's pretty yeah. good. It only catches the machine's got to be on. Uh, so, <laughs> so it is obviously using power. Uh, I've already got it. a demo. Yeah, I've already got a demo machine ready built that I was going to use. Called it, yeah, use it in the store anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just waiting to be actor yeah, properly set up. Really, that is as it were. So yeah. Yeah. Does anyone in the chat, you're a little bit quiet tonight, guys, uh, have any specific stock that you use or sell in your, st in your store or you find is popular what people should be selling? Um, don't be shy. We don't bite. Well, most of us don't. Well, Cormac's not here. Yeah, we don't bite, so we should be <laughs> fine. Uh <laughs> so is there anything specific you guys do i'm going to say for us our main things what we sell i must admit is the security uh inks paper cables and obviously the pcs um we also do custom laptops as well um i know it's not everyone's cup of tea the custom laptops uh but we use um pc specialist or fortune technology as the called the trade arm uh, to basically buy the chassis in and then you can put whatever ram you want in and so forth so uh, I know most people usually generally re just resell branded Lenovo, uh, HPs and stuff like that and so forth. Um, so Facebook user, not sure who Facebook user is, but SSDs and power supplies. Yeah, power supplies is always a big one. Um, forgot to mention that. We always keep a good selection of those in. Uh, not usually too high, though. We usually keep up to about an 850 r roughly watts in. That covers... 99% of machines, 850 yeah. watt does, uh, and plenty of SS SSDs. Um, SSDs, what was that, sorry, Ian? I stock a lot of motherboards. Um, I've, yeah. I've noticed that sales in motherboards has gone up a lot. Um, and I use them for my pre-builds as well, and the gaming machines that I buy, but I always tend to, to, to win quite a lot of motherboards at auctions, etc. But I do buy a lot when I see them cheap. Because uh, yeah. some of the good ones are in short supply. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Cormie's asking, what solid-state drives are, is everyone reselling at the moment? Our sales, we're not 100% sure. Oratol looks pretty good to us, but obviously we're not ordering anything until we, we're pretty much open and seeing what, what's what. We've still got a few bits left over. We have been buying Lexar in the past, uh, mainly when they were at CMS, but they're not there anymore. So, uh, um, But to be honest, I'm finding a lot of them at the moment very very similar to be honest with you or at least the branded ones the bits inside are generally all usually are very similar controllers very similar memory and so forth so it's as if they're all pretty much getting made in the same factory and they've been rebranded i know they're not but um but a lot of them seem very similar so it's uh, nice actually yeah and i like the boxes not that anyone ever sees my boxes but um they are lovely boxes the packaging swish and transcend i i i find i can i haven't had a failure with a transcend yet um yeah transcend. yeah transcend's uh, good we've um done transcend in the past uh, mark said patriot uh yeah patriot i've not uh, had too bad issues with patriot ones what i have had issues in past i think it was the a400 was it or whatever series was the kingston a400 yeah. a lot of fails on those um usually after the warrant is gone and everything and then suddenly it decides it's suddenly going to come up with uh what's it what is it firmware fail or something it renames the drive in the BIOS and it calls it says firmware whatever we you try flashing it and fixing it and most of the time it just doesn't want to do and that's on the kingston drives sorry if there's a kingston rep i'm watching if you want to change my mind feel free to send something over but uh, um but at the moment <laughs> we have had quite a few issues with kingston um drives in the past so uh mark's saying he's had issues with a data as well oh, okay uh, i've also used gigabyte ones as well not had any issues with those ever they've been pretty good um i think hits when he was in with Gigabyte, got us, uh, um, got us into those. He's now working for CMS, but uh, um, they must admit they were where they are pretty good drives. But I do like the Lexar and the Oratel ones look promising as well, and we'll uh, have to have a closer look at those. We've reviewed them; they did pass pretty good, uh, well on our tests. But uh, uh, obviously, time will tell on any any products, especially SSDs, how good they are. Uh, and uh, Kunal saying, yeah, we've had the same issue as well, replying to Mark, which was the issues at A-Data. So you never know. They're all probably all using the same controller or the same memory in the same factory or something along that line. So, right, is there anything else you guys use or sell or what you think should be mentioned? Laptop screens. Yo, laptop yeah. screens. Yes, laptop How screens get sold a lot. Yeah. How many have um, come in where it's, uh, the kids dropped it or it's mysteriously hit the deck and they don't want to admit it's um, <laughs> it's, the, it's a grown-up parent that's done it out of frustration, yeah. Yeah, I, I had somebody come in one day and um, the lid of the laptop looked like um, someone, to put it politely, had sat on it. There is just no other way of... of... Quite literally sat on it. <laughs> Well, it was the shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no other thing in the world that looks like that, you know. And um, I said immediately to the guy, I said, did so-and-so sit on it with his wife, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, did you sit on it? Because he's considerably a bit um, thinner. <laughs> and um no i said did, well the child didn't do it so <laughs> what have you had to uh no it 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 just did that i came in there and it was like that i said well then before you got to it someone sat on it <laughs> yeah, elephant looking from the garden probably yeah and uh, it, it says <laughs> the um computer had done it to itself yeah, uh, I was yeah, like, yeah, "No, I'm, I'm sorry. They just don't bend into that perfect shape." <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you guys finding the most popular size at the moment? Are you finding 14 inches are making sort of a big, uh, a big appearance due to the obviously being popular popularity in the last year or so? Yeah, I think so. Most most of the ones I uh, most of the laptops I'm buying are 14 inches as well, like the yeah, Elite and stuff. 
Yeah, I think I've been getting a lot of the smaller screens, mainly because, of again, these are laptops the kids have been given for the school stuff, that kind of thing, where they've broken them. I don't know how they've done this damage to it, but, um, yeah, all the 15.4s, that kind of thing. Um, they're the other parts of the general normal size laptop screens, we'll say. I've not had a lot of problems with the 17-inch, so the gaming size ones um, coming. I think we've lost uh, Tim again. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. it's a bit iffy tonight. The prices of screens have gone up remarkably, haven't they, though? Mm. Yeah, sorry about that, Tim. You you sort of uh, went a little bit again is probably the best way of putting it. Oh. So I think you keep, keep losing losing a bit of connection every now and again. It'll work well, fine, okay. and then suddenly you'll, you'll, you suddenly start... Uh, 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 and then go really quiet. So, <laughs> so, right, so okay. yeah. So I, I think you were saying, uh, was it seventeen-inch ones? You're not selling much of, or yeah, I get a couple of them. I get the interest in the seventy. So those people that have got the gaming laptops in particular, where they want to say, don't know, they've just gone and bought a seventeen-inch gaming one, and they want to get 144 hertz screen, that kind of thing. Um, but with those, it's generally replacing a perfectly good generic 60 hertz screen that kind of thing um but yeah mainly repairs we're talking the 15.4s and the standard size office kind of laptops you might get so but particularly for the old laptops is where i'm finding the prices are going <laughs> skyrocketing is the one way i put it i think yeah by about, I say, 20 30% for one screen one week, it went up. Next week, another one with the same laptop mate came out. Yeah, it had gone up. So, the yeah, like for screens with built in inverters or the ones where the inverters are separate? Uh, that's where the inverters are separate. So, these are the ones that's just the screen, not, not even touch screen. These are just the bog standard screens. So, I've taken to buying, sometimes buying two or three of them. Uh, so I've got a couple I think we're losing you again, Tim. Uh, right. I think you got a bad connection there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yeah, laptop screens. Yeah, I must admit that's something I've not not really thought much about. But yeah, we do usually do quite a few of those. Obviously, with repairs and different things like that. So uh, at least L, the old LCD type screens are no longer around. I remember when those uh, suddenly went. Well, they stopped making them, didn't they? And the prices went sky high. I can't say I've seen anyone needing a laptop needing one of them for a long time. But uh, since they went on to LEDs, it seems a, a lot better. So let's have a look. Uh, Village IT saying moving into a unit in a couple of months. I fix phones, iPads too. So we'll be stocking a load of phone cases, cables, chargers, etc. As we're thinking about for those with a point of sale display, and that's from Ben at Village IT. Yeah, it's good if anyone's obviously uh, um, doing phone stuff. That's one thing we don't do in our store. We're basically Windows-based PCs, laptops only, but uh, we pass on our work to not really a competitor, but another local storeroom if it's uh, any of that other type of work and so forth. Um, right, is there anything else what anyone can think of what they need to keep in store and stop ready for reopening? There's one thing I've uh, um, not heard today, and uh, let's have a look what Peter's got in, putting his hand up, is he? Uh, yeah, well, just, just on screens, not normal PC screens as well for people that uh, are wrapping their home home game for their home offices that they, they want dual screen at home or they've been working on a laptop for X amount of months and then they've just suddenly decided they want an extra screen or an extra two screens or in a docking station. Um, so yeah, make sure you've got just PC screens as well, not, not just placements. Uh, so yeah, definitely have some of those printers as well. People have been putting, people have been putting up with all this technology while they've been locked down and now they're able to go out and buy new stuff that they'll probably go out and say, Oh, need a new printer, need a new screen. Um, so definitely make sure you've got some of those bits in stock. One last yeah. thing we're going to have plenty of stock of is PPE, uh, masks, yeah. 
uh, gloves, hand sanitizers, you name it. Uh, I will be offering hand sanitizer to the public as well as sanitizing my own hands and using gloves and things like that and masks, you know, just to help out in everything. Yeah, that was the thing I was expecting everyone to mention is they're going to make sure they've got loads of PPE equipment, but uh, uh, Jen beat me to it. So, uh, but yeah, so obviously make sure you've got that. And obviously if you're cleaning devices and giving them back to customers, it's always good to put a little sticker on saying they've been sanitized and stuff like that. It yeah. just gives the customer a bit of reassurance. I think we got that one from uh, Mr. Cormac O'Donoghue, uh, Mr. Uh, King of Ireland himself, that tip. Um, so yeah, get little stickers, stick them on there just saying, it's been sanitized it just reassures people so when you clean it down which i'm presuming most people clean the laptops down and pcs when they get them in for repair afterwards um then just stick the sticker on and maybe put it in a clear plastic bag or something like that so it just looks like it's uh, nice and ready for them you know Any i more? used i used to clean only the horrible looking to the you didn't want to touch you know, but now I'm cleaning everything that comes through the, the store uh, just as a service to the customer as part of what we do, just to give it back to them and, and have it look really presentable and everything. And it has that fresh aroma of clean to it as a, a little extra touch. So, yeah. We've always, something we've always done is clean stuff anyway, and you tend to get more comments from people saying, the laptop looks new than mm -hmm. the actual repair you've done on it, or whatever, because it looks clean. Um, but uh, Kuno, uh, Kuno's also saying a uh, big shortage on printers. Uh, uh, I've not really looked at printers too much. That's something we've got to order back in is printers. We've got one or two on one side, but uh, are you guys finding there's a shortage of printers as well? There has been. They, they freed up a bit in the last month. Um, Epson have had some big shipments come in, some of the broadline Disney's. So um, they're starting to come back through, and the pricing starting to come back down to be a bit more sensible. So um, yeah, just 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 to ha have a proper look, see what's coming through now. But it is it's starting to free up a little bit. Were they stuck in the Suez or something? You think? Quite possibly, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, it's been one of those things for the last for the last year. Printers have been a bit of a shortage with everyone suddenly working at home, a bit like the monitors, uh, webcams, and stuff like that, and laptops. Um, I think all the 3080s at the moment and 3070s have been stuck in the uh, uh, the evergreen, I think. Uh, or at least that's probably the, the next thing will get blamed. Uh, so, Justin, say, yes, yeah, good idea, Justin, moving over to paper bags instead of plastic. So uh, that's something I think once we've gone through our current supply of um, plastic bags, what we've uh, used to put laptops in, we will be moving over to paper as well. It just uh, obviously helped the environment and everything. And it's one of the things we do when we review and stuff as well is mentioning to these manufacturers why do you have to individually wrap 10 different items inside a box in plastic and then put it in a box and put it in a box and then put more plastic around it and then put it in another box and put more plastic around it i know it's all manufactured separately and stuff but god the amount of plastic i go through um when i'm reviewing products is absolutely stupid um especially the smaller products um are probably the worst so right has anyone else got anything else i'd like to say before we call it a night anyone in the chat got anything they want to say or talk about while we wait for you to respond next week we do have a show and i think it's one ian is interested in it's a uh, refurbishing tech so it's gonna be like laptops and stuff like that uh you got any pointers you want to give us in advance ian for that that show it's it's a bit to do with what i said about earlier about um what i'm finding is some of the older stuff that i've got coming in that is dead doa on the right dead on arrival through this group i've found people that can repair do do mainboard repairs and micro soldiering and stuff like that something that i know nothing about or nor do i really want to but i know that i can send it off to them and then i'll come back with a working motherboard that i can then refurbish the machine and resell it because it's it's an i7 or an i5 fifth sixth seventh gen and that's still still perfectly usable for everybody really unless you're a gamer um 
and I sell a lot of those sort of stuff. But now knowing that I can take a real dead product and with the help of other people, get it refurbished to a, a saleable level is great. The only thing is getting parts, getting yeah. parts on eBay. They've gone down or they've gone through the roof. So I'm getting a lot of stuff from AliExpress and I have to say touch wood is coming through within a fortnight and really good products. Really good. Wonderful. Okay. Well, we'll go a bit more into that one next week. So if you guys are interested in refurbishing stuff, I think Ian's your man. Uh, we're going to have a few other people on the show. I haven't got a full list yet, but we'll sort that out next week. Doesn't look like we've got anything else coming in from the comments section. So... I would like to thank, obviously, Ian, Jenny, Peter, and Tim for joining tonight. If you are an independent trader, store owner, MSP, tech, vendor, distributor, you can find out more information about Tech for Techs at tech4techs.co.uk forward slash join. Join over 1,100 members just like you that can give you free business or tech advice. And did I say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or cost to you? When you do click that join button, though, please, please, please answer the questions. Otherwise, we won't let you in. Uh, it's as simple as that. You'll just get turned down. We turn down more people than we let, let in by nearly tenfold every week so make sure you fill those questions in otherwise you're going to have to reapply again so otherwise i would like to say thank you for watching and thanks for supporting independent businesses and we'll see you same time next week that's thursday at 8 p.m thanks again everyone see you later good night, Hello. Good night. <laughs>